I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code FIRST. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's 3M Open. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. Greg, good to see you, bud. Good to see you too, Rick. I'm uh, particularly excited about this one. Uh, This is one of those Friday nights where, you know, uh, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Is that because your protege your student, the man you have been saying is on the verge of winning for five or six months now. Adam Hadwin is actually atop the leaderboard. <laughs> uh, who? Who? I didn't see. Oh, I, I haven't really seen much. I didn't know. Who? Who did you say was leading? Uh, Mr. Adam Hadwin, indeed. Oh, yeah. the, oh, him. Oh, yeah. Um, that might have something to do with it, Rick. Um, again, full. Not my student. I've never met him. We're but joking, I have been yeah. saying for. I have been saying for at least five or six months. What was the what was the event I really liked him at? It was probably the American Express, right? Like, wouldn't that have been? No, no, it was after. It was after. It was more surprising. It was a little bit more random. Uh, I I'll think it'll hit me. It'll hit me. But yes, a couple of months ago, I was all over Adam Hadwin. I said this guy is really close. Well, I didn't say that. I said he's going to win. He didn't. Um, he just missed three cuts in a row. But now he is your. 36 hole leader. Yeah. So he is, uh, technically as we record this, uh, he is on the green of his final hole of the day. Two putts for par would be good enough to keep him at 10 under. So he opened with a 67. He is currently six under, as I mentioned, with just a half a hole left to play. And it has been, you know, a bit of a struggle for Adam Hadwin. It's, it's pretty well documented. I mean, he's coming in off of three missed cuts. He's got a couple of top tens this year, but it's not really, uh, the version of Hadwin that we thought we were going to get this year. You know, he ended here. He started 2021 as the 78th ranked player in the world. He's dropped to 117th, but seemingly good enough for two rounds to start, you know, finding something and putting it together. Yeah. And what you see is what he's done on the green, uh, approaching the greens, which to me is a, it's really important for a guy like Adam Hadwin. He's not a long hitter by any means. So he has to be very precise coming into greens Um, hitting fairways is a big deal for him as well. So if he can be accurate in his game, all of a sudden he can turn into um, well, quite a player. He's a guy, he's not afraid to go low. He's a Mr. 59 um, and he's not afraid of winning on the PGA tour. So he has a really, it's pretty well-rounded. It's it's a pretty well-rounded game, 
but it has to be because of his distance. Um, so when he has all the pieces clicking, when he's clicking on all cylinders, he's he really is someone to watch out for. He's going to need uh, to play really well because they are stacked up behind him. I mean, some guys have a couple of holes to play. Some of these guys are in, but Bohog, Ches Revy, Johnny Vegas, Roger Sloan, Ryan Armour, Adam Shank, all as I speak right now, one shot back, and there's still plenty more, just two shots back. So it is, it is not going to be easy. He is going to have to play offense the rest of the way at TPC Twin Cities. And I'm sure he's well aware of that. It can that can actually help in a way. There, there's no need to um, there's no need to press. There's no need to um, accelerate. There's no need to. I'm sorry. What am I saying? No need to press. There's no need to feel like you you're protecting anything. You're not protecting a lead here. If you if you make pars, you're gonna get you're gonna get lapped. They, this afternoon did play a little bit tougher than I than. Um, Maybe we expected. So maybe a surprise to see the lead at only at 10 under par. Um, but that being said, you're going to have to make birdies over the weekend in bunches because I believe there's a nine or 10 under par round out there. So Ooh. when you, I, I think that's out there somewhere. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think somebody could go shoot 61, two or three out there tomorrow in the morning. And all of a sudden, this tournament changes. So you're if you're Adam Hadwin, you have to stay aggressive. You have to continue to make birdies. Um, there is a lot of trouble out there, so you can't be reckless. You just have to continue to do what you do. But that that has a way of easing the nerves a little bit, right, Rick? You, you feel like, okay, I just have to make birdies. I know I have to go play well. I know I have to go shoot 66 again tomorrow to probably hold on to the lead going into Sunday. So I, I think that eases a little bit of pressure. Our friends over at William Hill, as of right now, have assigned a trio of favorites. It's Adam Hadwin, it's Johnny Vegas, it's Adam Shank, all at nine to one plus nine hundred. The first real big name that you get on that board is Louis Oosthuizen, who is sixteen to one. I mentioned to Kyle last night how impressed I was uh, with him coming out and shooting an opening round sixty-eight in an event that he could have just packed it in at. He backs it up with another sixty-eight here on Friday. The only disappointment was he just three putted on eighteen. He was on the green and two. He three. Three jacks it to make par, but he is going to be probably, let's call it four shots off the lead as he enters the weekend. Which is right there in the mix. Um, so that's great. It's two really solid rounds. I go back to this thing we talked about earlier in the week. Um, well, one, I'll say I want to give some credit to Sia because Sia said, yeah, hey, play Louie this week. Uh, I was a little more concerned. I, I think the reaction to what happened last week prove to go to see a side right this is when you come out and shoot six under this way and you play two really solid rounds you put yourself in position it tells me this isn't an emotional thing he's not emotionally let down maybe he gets tired by sunday maybe but i i don't think last week is really affecting him too much so that's great to see um i'm happy about that but is he going to be able to make the birdies over the weekend um, it, where that anti bogey kind of mentality, um, I don't, I don't know if that works here. So anyway, I, I'm really happy to see what Louis did. Um, and, and I'm interested to see where he goes from here, but, um, this is still anybody's ball game, right, Rick? 
Yeah, if you're not watching on YouTube, producer Jacob with an all-time split screen right now. The leaderboard next to the William Hill odds. This is really good. I'm actually, listen, I, I don't tr necessarily trust Adam Hadwin, Johnny Vegas, Adam Shank, Chez Reavy, Ryan Armour, Mav McNeely, Boho. I don't trust any of these guys. I do think that uh, the metrics certainly favor uh, someone like Adam Shank, who is, as we speak, currently still out on the golf course. He has an opportunity to maybe extend maybe put a couple on more under his belt but he's lapping the field in strokes gain t to green he's losing a half stroke putting that would be the one guy that i would identify because if you get it now even by the time this second round is over his odds might be shorter so pay pays to watch on youtube live by the way <laughs> yeah it does uh, i highly recommend it um but rick I, I think that's a really good point just because of what he has left in front of him because the initial thought is well you don't trust johnny vegas or um or you probably don't trust adam shank uh, or adam hadwin so you don't trust any of those guys they have the same odds well you take the shot you take the shot with Adam Hadwin. Um, that's kind of gives you a little bit of an advantage. And as I've been saying for five months, he's going to win at some point this year. Um, so that being said, Hadwin looks like the guy, but with Shank having, um, having the holes remaining and he's got to say he's through what 14 holes. So he's still got, he's still got time to jump up that leaderboard. So um, I, I like your angle there, Rick. Yeah, he's playing the par five right now. Uh, unfortunately, he is on the front side, which means he's going to have to play eight and nine, which is a little bit of a test, but uh, certainly keep a close eye on Mr. Shank moving forward. Um, a couple of bigger names that we have to talk about and also impending weather. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Dustin Johnson, the betting favorite, the highest ranked player in the field has missed the cut. Uh, DJ uh, didn't look like himself really all week long. He shot a 70 on Thursday, a 72 on Friday, which was uh, low lighted by a bogey on 18. Greg, his final hole of the day where he hit his drive into the water. So his final six holes, he played it three over and missed the cut. Uh, his last 10 holes, he played it four over. It, it's so disappointing. So it, it was um it was really disappointing to see. Now the wind started to pick up a little bit. I, I think it's proof that he just isn't sharp right now. Um and to see what he did around the green was um I, I think pretty bad, right? He he's he loses a, a shot and a quarter around the green. He's four of eleven scrambling. But a couple of the short shots that I saw him have to hit were from really bad places. And so I, I thought last week that DJ was really getting somewhere with his ball striking. Um, and I felt like something was really coming around and he was really getting close and he was a hot putter away from a win. Now it's Dustin Johnson, so he still may be, but this didn't make me feel very good about that. I, I kind of, in a strange way, feel 
different about that because I, I look at this round uh, particularly and he just lost it tee to green he lost his swing he lost his shot shape he wasn't controlling it in the wind he was overcutting it he was missing he's hitting it into uh, fairway bunkers at really awkward yardages and he's just making mistakes that he doesn't make he typically doesn't make and that's a sign to me that um, he doesn't have his shot shape under control right now and the other big name and one that was atop the leaderboard after 18 holes is Ricky Fowler. And we knew the hot putting, uh, the four strokes he gained on the putting surfaces on Thursday. We knew that that was not going to continue into Friday, but he has lost strokes on approach, lost strokes off the tee, lost strokes around the green. And he's been basically a zero putter on, uh, on Friday. And that is currently putting him Two over par. He is playing his final hole today. He's playing the par five, 18th, but he has backed up to now essentially outside the top 20, Greg. So a little bit of um, correction after that Thursday round. You know, I'm looking at looking at the Thursday round. Um, it, it was a hot putter statistically for sure. Um, and he basically made three putts outside of 10 feet. Two of them were, I think two of them were right around 12. One might have been 13 feet and he made a 30 footer. So that helps your statistics. But when I was getting ready for today's round, looking into it, what are we going to get out of Ricky? I said, if he doesn't make those three putts, he made some six footers, some eight footers as well. He putted very well. But those were the three that would be the outliers. The reason why you would call it a hot putter. So what happens right. if Ricky misses those? Well, okay, he shoots, uh, he shoots four under instead. If he does that today, he's in great shape. But Ricky Fowler... Um, in the last, uh, which was, it was a great, I thought Jacob right was going to drop you. I know. I thought <laughs> I couldn't believe Yes. <laughs> I paused after it, it's still of all the, it, that's my favorite drop of all of them. It's just, it cracks me up. And every it, time I see Ricky now, I get all pumped yeah, up. <laughs> it, it has actually broken into, it's no longer just a drop. Like anytime I hear his name or say his name, that's what I think about. So it's not, it's no longer just like a drop. Right. Oh. It's, that's who he is. It's his identity. Yeah. But to, to <laughs> your point, to your point, he, he was, even without the putter on Thursday, he was great. He gained strokes in all the other categories. Of course he had a hot putter, but that, that, that's okay. That's going to happen. This was kind of the opposite of that today. So we had a little conversation, Rick, a couple of weeks ago um, where I had this thought. I, I gave you a call and you get, you showed me how to find individual shot to shot strokes gained to see who, yeah. where are you picking up shots, where are you losing shots. So I looked into it yesterday and Ricky lost on four shots on the second nine in wedge ranges, 120, 130 yards, somewhere in there, he lost uh, shots. Now, it wasn't dramatic. He's not hitting it into the bunker. He's not shanking it out of bounds, but he's hitting it to 30, 40 feet instead of closer to tour average. So, so he's losing a little bit on these wedge shots. And then today, he hits a wedge shot into a bunker from uh, close range. He hits a uh, wedge shot short of the green from... Kind of, it's just not really accepting. He missed, I think, three greens. I saw him miss with wedge distances, not eighty-yard shots, but 120, 130-yard shots, and he and he missed the green. And so I, I wonder if what happened yesterday was masked by some nice play on par fives and a couple of really well-hold putts, 
And the approach numbers didn't come from consistency with his short irons. It came from some gains and some longer shots into the greens. And today the struggle really seemed to be the short iron. So um, it's definitely something I'm watching for going forward. Uh, my hope is that this is his bad round because in eight of the last 10 tournaments, he's had a round of 75 or higher, um, 75 or 76. And and those have been the the rounds that plague him obviously. So hopefully that was his bad round and he can go and play a, a, a nice round tomorrow and get back into contention. We will see. And we'll be back after round three and round four to recap it all. But keep in mind in climate weather, moving in to the twin cities and it's supposed to linger into the morning. So here's what they have done. They are going to do split T's let me get this right. Split tees and threesomes from approximately 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, not local time. One, one, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern is how they're going to do this. So uh, there will probably, Greg, not be much of a wave discrepancy on Saturday because all the guys are going to be out, be out within two hours of each other. Well, um, I'll be interested to see how the weather follows what weather follows a storm like that? If it's going to be, um, my guess is this is going to lead to scoring central, right? It's one thing to play in rain, one thing to play in a storm, but um, that 61 number I threw out there is in play um, with rain coming in tonight and, and some of the guys teeing off after the rain tomorrow, it, they're, they're going to go low. And if they don't call it moving day for nothing, peeps. So uh, yeah. strap in, buckle up. Should be a lot of fun. And we will see you uh, Saturday evening. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, that's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. And we'll catch you next time. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man. Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.